All right, we got a new episode of Guys Who Law. After popular demand, we got Kelsey Trainer back. Would you prefer this clap or the slow clap? All applause is welcome. Now, what what was the episode we had you on last? What was it about? Oh, uh, well, what was it about? I don't know, but you were great on it. I'll killed take, it. I I agree. Yeah, with that, we uh, still have to have you on to talk <laughs> about oh, no, blue blood. Was the new the new abortion bills? Yeah, that's. Uh, no, that, no, no, it was something no, political. Oh, no, oh Assange, yeah. Julian Assange. Okay, Julian Assange. Assange. Yeah, but uh, yeah, his cat. But we yes. want we, we still have to have you on for the Blue Bloods episode. I think yeah, yeah. get some special guests. Donnie Wahlberg, Donnie, of course. P, uh, you know Peter, Steve Shrippa, Peter Selleck. What's his name? Tom. Tom Selleck. Tom. Yeah, we gotta get. We'll get them all. His mustache. We'll all have. We'll all grow mustaches. Yeah. I'll work on so. that now. Well, you know, please don't. So anyway, so Kelsey also works for Long Crime, so she's part of the team. And today, we're discussing My Cousin Vinny. Ugh. Great what a movie. movie. Classic. Great legal movie. St- same vein as what we talked about last week with A Few Good Men. One of the movies that I think every aspiring lawyer wants to see before they go to law school. So I, embarrassingly, had never seen it in full until this this weekend when I watched it. Oh, no. I've seen like the, <laughs> the famous scenes. In law school, they show you some of the scenes in class. moved away and crashed into the door. Yeah. Yeah. You haven't seen the whole movie until this week? No, no, it's it's embarrassing. Did you know what the ending was? Did you know what it was about? Um, yeah, I knew I knew, I knew what it was about, and I had seen some of the scenes in like some of my classes in law school. Like they played them as an example, like in contracts they played that one like counter offer counter offers offer scene. Oh, I like that scene. I actually. like that scene too. We'll discuss the one that in, later. The yeah, we'll the the one in the bar. Yeah. How many times have you seen it? Oh, every time it's on TV. You gotta watch you just, it. It's one of those movies. It's like Rambo and Rocky and mm-hmm. My Cousin Vinny. Yep. You just keep them on. I, li- I like Joe Pesci. Yeah. Um, so. Well, yeah. I also like The Judge. You remember he was Frankenstein back in The Munsters. Yeah. yeah. From Herman Munster. Oh, yeah. 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 That's right. A lot of, a lot of like, oh, and, yeah. And you know he died the year after this movie came out. What? Is that true? Yeah. I didn't know that. He passed away. Mm. Devastating. Frank yeah. Gwynn, I think his name Yeah, was. Fred, Fred Gwynn. Yeah. Fred Gwynn. Fred Gwynn. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, phenomenal movie, but here's the most, here's something really interesting. Very legally accurate movie when you look at it in its totality. There's a lot of things that we're going to talk about that are kind of not so true, but for the most part, lawyers, judges, the legal community, I think even former Supreme Court Justice Anton Scalia quoted it. Like, it's very popular. <laughs> well, you, you know why that's probably the case? Why? Because the director of the movie, Jonathan Lynn, actually has a, has a law degree. There you go. So he wanted this the movie to be as accurate as possible. And a, lo- and a lot of it's about like procedure and how criminal trials work and evidence. And you think it's be boring? It's not boring. My overall theme of this today, and I want us all to talk about as we go, it could this happen in real life? And I guess like let's just give a summary of what the movie is real quick. Yeah. Okay. So you have these two young kids. They're traveling around the South. They're in college. They go uh, as part of this road trip to a convenience store, the Sack of Suds. Yeah, the Karate Kid is one of those kids. Ralph Macchio. Yeah. Fantastic. Good performance by him. Yeah. yeah he's, you know, I think he's still got it. He does. I've seen have him. Have you watched stuff. the new Karate Kid? I have not. Sad. I watched the. You've watched it? How is it? It's okay. It's, it's okay. Great. It's, okay. It's not great. Ambas it's okay. watched it. <laughs> yeah. 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 How many karate kicks would you give it out of four? <laughs> Okay, well, that's excessive and very violent. All right, so anyway, so they go to the sack of suds. They pick up a bunch of groceries. By accident, Ralph Macchio puts a a can of tuna in his jacket and whatever. I'll tell you why that's important. So they leave the sack of suds, 
And as they're driving, they realize, oh, my gosh, she's like, I stole this tuna. I didn't mean to. And they're worried. They're like, you're going to be picked up and the police are going to come after you, whatever. All of a sudden, they see a police officer right behind them. They pull him over at gunpoint. And you find out that they're wanted for murder, that the the clerk. Yeah, the, 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 the store clerk was, was was murdered shortly after they left the store. And, they, yeah. and they, they're, they're uh, pinning it on these two young kids. Yeah, and so now they're in the deep south. They don't know any <laughs> lawyers. And when Ralph Macchio calls his mom, he goes, do we have any lawyers in the family? And they say, da-da-da, my cousin Vinny. And he's a new lawyer. Like, really new, failed the bar six times. Can you imagine six times failing the bar? That's one of my favorite scenes, too, where they're asking, like, his qualifications. They're like, have you, so, like, have, wh- how many murder cases have you tried? And he's, he's like, none. <laughs> he's like, he's like what, what, what kind of cases, what kind of cases do you do? And he's like, personal injury. And he's like, and they're like, oh, great. So you, like, been to trial, you're, like, litigation attorney. He's like, well... I haven't I haven't been to trial yet. Knock on, <laughs> knock on wood. Knock on wood. <laughs> the, the, the best part about it is they say to him, they go. Uh, he goes, well, to be honest with you, you know, I didn't pass my first time because they're like, what have you been doing for the last six years? You graduated law school six years ago, and they go, what? That's okay. You must have passed your second time. Afraid not. Third time a charm. Nope. For me, it was six times. <laughs> now, do you know anybody that's taken the bar six times? No. No, and I think now it's like a lot of states restrict it. You can only take it like three times total. But and for like a period of time, and then you come back. No, and take it. like some state. I I just read this the other day. Some one state you can take it only three times if you don't pass. I don't think that's fair. That means you I can't be a lawyer. I think at that point you just move on and say no. This is a bad investment. I mean, in you yourself. put in three years. Like maybe they just don't have time to study in them anymore, and they gotta just gotta do something else, make some money. For example, are you yeah. hiring an attorney that's failed the bar three times? Probably not. Uh, yeah. My cousin Vinny won this case. Yeah. All right. Not my cousin Vinny. 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 <laughs> Vincent LaGuardia Gambino. Vinny crushed this. Again, the theme is, could this happen in real life? These are all the accuracies and inaccuracies in the movie. First thing, they get picked up and they're tried for murder. When really, all he did was steal a can of tuna. And the first thing that happens is they bring them into this room, like, as a confession. Yeah. And they don't even tell them what they're picked up for. Yeah, that wouldn't happen. You, they would need to tell them what they're what they're being charged for when they're taken into custody. Yeah. They, 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 and there's this funny, like, miscommunication because Ralph Macho's like, I'll just sign whatever you need me to sign. It was a stupid mistake because he's thinking about the tuna. Yeah, he's like, I did it. Yeah. I did it. He's but, like, say that again. Yeah. And one of the things they get him to say is he's like, they get him to say all this thing. And he's like, okay, now you go there. You go, at what point did you shoot, you shoot the clerk? And Ralph Macho's like, what? <laughs> he's like, I shot the clerk. I shot the clerk. But in a transcript, all that it says is, I, I shot, shot the, the clerk. clerk. No I question mark. You don't get that tone. But you tell me, isn't that exactly what could happen in a trial? Like, they would say, oh, he admitted to he admitted to it. Oh, for sure. Twisting people's words against them? Absolutely. But here, I think in today's day and age, that wouldn't be an issue because, well, as much of an issue because they videotape I was going to say, video depositions are like the thing now. Almost yeah. every... Uh, at least civil case that goes to trial, there's video depositions anymore. Yeah. So uh, yeah, also not to get technical, but the officer did not read the full Miranda rights. To he didn't. To, to, no, he he gave like a little summarized version of it, but you got to read that word for word. Yeah. So, so this confession probably wouldn't have. It happened. probably wouldn't have been admitted. This confession. Um. Then the other thing to mention too. Little side note. Mm-hmm. Skipping a second for a point, but still talking about the government. Yeah. The prosecutor didn't know what these defendants look like until the arraignment. 
So it was a small little port. I oh, caught it. How do you know that? Where do you see it? Okay. Yeah. At the arraignment. Now, remember, they're arrested. You would imagine that a prosecutor oh. would know what these guys look like. The first time in the arraignment, and Vinny's already becomes their lawyer. We'll jump into that in a second. Yeah. The, the sheriff looks at the prosecutor and goes, that's them. You really believe that a prosecutor wouldn't know who the defendants in probably the biggest murder Wait, trial of that small little community. He thought it was Vinny at first. Then he comes to the courtroom yeah. and like go over and yeah. be like, Where's exactly. Your lawyer? Yeah. Right. Gotta get a mugshot. Yeah, they didn't show the mugshots the... in, the, in the movie. Yeah. There must have been mugshots. Now it's a small town, so we get kind of these little inaccuracies might happen. Yeah. Um, all right. So then Vinny comes. At, oh, well, let's talk about how Vinny gets there. Oh, loved it. Remember that scene? No. Okay. So Vinny shows up with Marissa Tomei, and it's great. But they ha- he has to meet his clients. And where does he meet them? He meets them in prison. Oh, in, the, in the jail cell. Oh, in the jail so, cell. So first of all, the, they, they would never be put that. together in the same jail cell. The two guys. The, the, two, two, the guys. two guys. And they would never be kept together in any questioning or interrogations. Um, so that would happen. And then their lawyer would not meet them in their jail cell. But what a funny scene that was. Yeah. Do you remember that scene? I've never. Oh, the the the, the, uh, the the jail they're, rape scene. They're talking about. They're like, okay, we're. You know what happens in these places? Because okay. I know what happens in these places. <laughs> yeah. So Ralph Macho's character Bill is sleeping, and his friend Stanley is still up. And then they bring um, uh, Vinny in, Joe Pesci in, yeah. and they've never met before. And Stanley thinks that Joe Pesci is the new inmate. Yeah. <laughs> and they do this like funny little back and forth about, yeah. and he thinks he wants him for all this other stuff. But the point is that would have never ever happened in real life. They would have met in a, a regular room. Yeah. They would have known that he was his attorney. Uh, but let's just go back to the fact that Vinny went to law school at a place that doesn't exist. He said, he says he went to Brooklyn Academy of Law. Now that's not a real place. Would you think that's a real place? No. Do you think, I mean. If I had never heard about it though, I would. There are some law schools that I found that you would have no idea are real places. Have you ever heard of Concord Law School? Never heard of it. You've heard of it? Okay. What about Florida Coastal School of Law? I've heard yeah. of that one. Have yeah. you? Yeah. yeah. It's the Harvard of Florida. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Abraham Lincoln University School of Law? Good old Abe. Um, <laughs> Diamond Graduate Law School LLM online program from Miami. Definitely not accredited. Appa- <laughs> Appalachian that's, School And of that's law. an opinion that might not be true. <laughs> would, you go to, would you go to Barry University? Just a guy named that's like Steve Law. I've actually actually heard of that Barry one. Yeah. I think is like well known. Yeah, is it? It's yeah. ranked one forty six to one ninety two in best law schools. All right. Well, they're about, not last place. What about Ave Marie School of Law? Ave Maria. The, the, uh, Ave? The, how about the? Um, is that it? Isn't that? I think that's Golden a real place. Golden Gate University. Is I, that near the Golden? Yeah, it's in San Francisco. Okay. Um, I like this one. This one made me laugh. Well, not laugh, but Widener University. Have you heard that one? Yeah, I'm from. I worked in Delaware County. It's like the number one law school that needs how about the Delaware how, County. How about the South Harmon Institute of Technology? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> anyway, do you think they did that because of like naming rights and they couldn't get the rights to a law school? No, for the I think movie? they literally oh, they wanted just, him to just, just go, to, go a, to like a school that okay. you don't even know if it's accredited. Um, anyway, now let's go to the biggest the, the the scene where can he even represent them? So far. It's possible that he could represent them. He goes to a law school. He's a lawyer. He's a he lawyer. passed. Mm-hmm. He meets with them. They would agree to take him on. Um, but now he has to. He's from New York, and he has to get. Can he practice in Alabama? So he, you can waive in if you're an attorney barred in any state, and there's a trial that you want to litigate. You can usually apply to waive in to that 
for that trial. It's and called Pro Hoc Vice. Pro, yeah, it's called yes. Pro Hoc Vice, and there's usually some sort of you know hearing application process. So they show like a kind of a shortened version of that here. Yeah. In Alabama, this would never happen. They would have it would have a paper trail. He'd yeah. also have to have a local attorney sponsor sponsor him. Yeah. But in, instead, he has this informal meeting with the judge. Well, the the bigger problem whether he's allowed to waive in is can he represent two defendants that are that have separate charges like that that there might be a conflict of interest of him representing two de defendants that might have conflicting interests at some point. Because one is the murderer and one, one is the accomplice. Yeah. But here's a difference between anything. He The advantage for Vinny is he knew they were innocent. So how many times do you see a lawyer who maybe doesn't know 100% of his clients telling the truth, 100% of his clients really the killer, he might have bad facts. He had the best facts ever. He knows for a fact that his cousin and his friend did not murder this guy. So he just has to figure it out, how to show that in a courtroom. Did, does he know 100% though? Like, does he just trust them? 100% he trusts them. He knows they didn't do it. So, of course, he's going to represent them together. Right? Yeah, but I mean, who else are they going to get? Yeah, they can't pay for it. Well, like, public defender. You saw who they got. Yeah. They tried the to get a public defender. defender. Yeah. That was one of my favorite scenes in the movie. <laughs> That's, I think, it, that, he's funny, that guy. The, it was his plan to be in the movie. Yeah, he's, well, he, he was an actual stutterer in real life, that, the actor who played that, that, that part. That, so I found out in that scene mm -hmm. when he gets up there and he starts stuttering in front of the jury, the two kids, the two guys, are in the background. Like you see them and they're looking down and you you think they're like putting their hands in their faces like they're, they can't believe this is what he's doing. But he's actually, they're hysterically laughing in the background because of how funny it is. Yeah. He goes, the p -p 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 -p. <laughs> now the j -j -j jury. <laughs> it's great. Gives um, public defenders a bad rap, though. I mean, there's some really good public defenders. Are there? Have you watched Long Crime? <laughs> Have you seen what goes on here? I've seen some really good public defenders at the local level. But this trial, and by the way, by the way, let's just say something. Hit me with this it. small town of um, Beecham County, mm -hmm. this trial, this whole criminal process went by in like a week. That would never have happened in real Not life. Not real. No. Yeah, they have an arraignment. Next day is the preliminary, and then they go straight to trial. Never would happen this fast. But hey, small town. Small town. Well, the movie would have been twenty hours if we had to cover, you know, all that time. It would have between. been a series. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and they could. Well, then they could have sped up time, but they needed him in and out. Yeah. Um, okay. So the next part is. By the way, he lies to the judge. That he lies is so to the judge. offensive. Yeah. And horrible and will get you disbarred right away. Well, he was also held in contempt of court like three times. Yeah. Well, even at before the minimum. that, yeah. he lies to the judge about uh, what cases he's handled. Yeah. He says that he's a prominent lawyer that's, he's really been practicing for six weeks when yeah. in reality he's a, and he says to the judge he's been practicing for 16 years handling a lot of murder cases including. Yeah, so he would be disbarred for that if, you know, if they were to find out that he, yeah. he lied. And spoiler yeah. alert, like I just, I always wonder after like how the movie actually ends just afterwards like the phone call that was made because if you're lying in one state you're the ramifications are gonna hit you in every other state any state that you're barred in you think he was ever found out you have to be well, well the judge kind of the judge in new york was the one who covered up the lie for him and by the way that yeah. would never happen a judge basically well, a judge wouldn't compromise himself a judge yeah. would never do such a thing yeah so his friend who's a judge <laughs> judge malloy in new york faxes over a fake transcript to show uh, who Vince, uh, Vinny really Jerry is. Gallo. Jerry, Jerry Gallo. There would never in government. That yeah. would never happen. Ever. They no. would never do that. Mm-hmm. Oh, also, you think that would happen? 
You think yes. a judge would fax over a fake resume? I've, yeah. The thing is, that's it, happened. But in oh, this wow. day and age, like this this movie came out in 1992. There was I don't really I don't think there was a Google in 1992. No. And there wasn't on, as many online records as there are now, so it's harder to verify than information. So, it it could theoretically happen that he couldn't verify it immediately. He needed to send a fax over, and then yeah. the information like that that was believable to me that like that he would get away with it for a little. So you're saying while, if, if, yeah. if this podcast came out in 1992, we would say it's more believable than it is in 2019. It, 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 he wouldn't get away with it in, in 2019. In 20 in 1992, he was running out of the, the Alabama before he got caught. Yeah. And here. Herman Munster was coming after him. Those I would have been so, uh, Herman Munster, you know what he reminded me of? What? Guess what he, he reminded me of? Jesse. Who? Oh, Robert Mueller. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Robert Mueller. <laughs> yep. That's exactly, like, tall, yeah. intimidating. The voice was different, though. Yeah. Very. You wanted his voice that, you wanted Robert Mueller's voice to be like that judge. Yeah. Robert, was, Robert wow. Mueller's voice is much more whiny. Yeah. No yeah. offense to him. But anyway. <laughs> All right. So let's move on. He represent the, now the trial starts. First thing he gets in trouble for is the way he's dressed. You think that would ever? Do you think lawyers have more room these days to dress a certain way in court, or do they have to wear a suit and tie, um, or sports jacket and a dress yeah. shirt for women? I mean, I've, yeah, I've seen judges not care at all, and then I've seen judges say something regard to men and women. You know, sometimes a man just comes in in a sport coat and not a full suit, and I've uh, had a judge pull them back in chambers and you know mention to them that. This is a court of law, and you'll come to work in a suit. Can they be held in contempt and thrown in jail for uh, it, like Vinny was? I don't know. I mean, they could. I, I think so. It, depends it just on the, depends on the, the judge. Rule. It depends on the court rules. Yeah. yeah. Like, there's probably court rules of what kind of attire you have to wear in that courthouse. And Vinny didn't fight it, even though he it would be his right he to didn't fight like, yeah. He didn't under, even understand what was going on. 2019 yeah. is a little bit more politically correct, because... You know, back when you could have that conversation back in chambers, now someone's tweeting about it right after it happens, and you're getting kind of, you know, people on board like, oh, I got kicked out of the courtroom because I was wearing a pantsuit instead of a skirt suit. Yeah. I actually think probably now in 2019, there's more leeway on how you yeah. dress in court than there I is agree. in 1992. I don't like when guys wear bow ties in the courtroom. Definitely going to happen in the South. How funny is, was it when he came in with, the, like, the... The, the hotel concierge. Like, that, was me. that was great. You mocking me with that outfit. <laughs> I wore this suit for you, judge. You you know I have a suit. You saw it. It got mud all over it. This town doesn't have a 24-hour dry cleaner. So it was either wear the stained suit, the leather jacket, which I know you hate, or this. You on drugs? <laughs> so how about the contempt of court? Yeah. Like, is there a limit of how much, how many t contempts of court you get before you're like put away for a while? <laughs> well, and he kept throwing him in jail. He didn't fine him, which is another option he could have done. Yeah, well, there was, yeah, there was, we had to pay for bail to get out. Yeah, so, but yeah. like he was in, he was at one point he was he couldn't sleep in the hotels he was staying at. So when he gets thrown <laughs> he in was jail, happy. <laughs> he's happy that he can finally sleep. He wasn't fighting it. Get yeah. a nice restful night. Um, wait, let's see. Wait, what was also, also when he was like held. In contempt of court, in reality, would he be like put in the same prison as like alleged murderers? Well, wasn't there a problem like in the movie? They said that they they actually took them to the Department of Corrections because there was something going on with the jail, so they were all no. going together into one place. Maybe 
It's a very convenient movie trope, but it worked very well. You know, you know what I looked up to? What was the actual law in Alabama in terms of the electric cha- electric chair in mm-hmm. 1992? Because when, when the officers were like interrogating them, they were like, oh, you guys better watch out for the election, electric chair. They'll fry you. But that was, that was true. But do you know what the name of the electric chair was in Alabama at this time? It had a name. Uh, mm. I remember looking at it. What was it? Yellow Mama. Yellow Mama. That's scary. Yellow Mama. I don't have words. It's also the name of uh, my tattoo on my left bicep. (laughs) That's for a whole different reason. Let's keep going. By and large, procedure was pretty accurate in the movie. Like, like even the judge telling certain witnesses you're still under oath. Mm -hmm. The arraignment, the preliminary, voir dire, jury selection, which I thought was a hilarious moment. Asking one of the jurors, um, would you be able to put forward, would you be able to vote in favor of the, uh, the death penalty? And I think it should be up, and she says, I think it should be up to the families to decide. He goes, now what would I have to tell you if they murdered a uh, store clerk in cold blood? And she goes, fry him. That's actually true. That actually happened in real life when they were researching for this movie. That happened from a real life uh, voir dire experience. But in reality, though, if, if there was competent uh, defense counsel, they would have objected would. immediately to that. To that juror, yeah, exactly. But again, he—if this was a real movie, he would have had local counsel with him who would have objected. Yeah. Um, so, so uh, Vinny wasn't great in, in prelims. No, <laughs> he wasn't great in the arraignment or prelims. But when trial got started, when, got, when trial got started, he, you know, he revved up. And, and there was a—I mean, they really talked about a lawyer being competent. That I mean, his friend Ralph Macho's friend was like, "I can't go with him. Let's go with the public defender." So competency, big issue in this movie seems like true because let's not forget if they end up getting convicted because their lawyer was really bad most likely they would probably be sentenced to death unless they can make a valid argument that they have um incompetent uh, counsel counsel, ineffective assistance of counsel which is a very tough thing to prove Mm -hmm. uh but here in this case they probably would be successful because he didn't know what was going on at the end of the day what do you think the message is the moral is that he won um that you don't have to know everything about the law to win, or that as long as you're likable. As long as you're likable, you, you play to your strengths, and you win. Because he, he was very good with people. He was very good at knowing how to mani- like you know talk to people and know what their weaknesses are. and He just was no, knew all the tricks of the trade, and he actually won. Yeah, I, yeah well, I wonder what the message is of this movie. Yeah, maybe there isn't a message about the law. I think the message <laughs> is probably that, you know, at the end of the day, anybody can really be a lawyer. <laughs> right. That's very like <laughs> down for someone who is a lawyer. <laughs> I mean, well, it is say, easier know, to be a lawyer than a doctor. Yeah. This isn't. A, you wouldn't see my cousin Vinny doctor version. Oh wait, I'm sorry. Uh, catch me if you can. Yes. Remember that situation? What you, he's a con man. Yeah, he's a con man who conned himself into being a doctor. Everybody thought he was a doctor. Oh yeah. But anyway, he, he, Vinny wasn't a con man. He was a little lawyer. He just didn't know what he was doing. I love the part too where. Vinny is so happy that he was able to get the files from the prosecutor. <laughs> That's the yeah. best. Scene. And then, and then he goes back and turns the rest of Tomei, and she's like, "Oh, she's wait, great! You got the files." And he's like, "I've been reading, and there's this thing called disclosure, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> discovery." Yeah. He's like yeah. so proud of himself because he thought that by going and shimming it up with the prosecutor, going hunting with him, that he was able to get these files. Mm-hmm. She's like, "He has to. It's disclosure," <laughs> which is true. <laughs> he he can't hide anything from the defense. No. The defense has access to all the witnesses, all the evidence, all the files. They get everything. How about later on though? This might be jumping too far ahead when he brings in that expert witness last second. 
Would that happen in real life? It could happen in real life, right? Yeah. You're talking about Although, the prosecution. Prosecution yeah. expert witness. Yeah. I do think this. I think the judge ruled wrong on this. On this one. Yeah. But there's a great, uh, great uh, issue for appeal. Yeah. Basically, he's uh, Vinny comes out and does this really. Sorry. Yes. Sorry, no. Siri. Is Siri, Siri named Vinny? Siri just, <laughs> she just starts whenever. Uh, yeah, Vinny comes up and he goes. They surprised us with this expert witness. He does a really good objection. Yeah, it's a great objection. And, and, and the, he cites the rules and everything. And the judge yeah. goes, that was lucid, well thought out, reasonable, overruled. <laughs> and it's really, it's, it's really hard to handle an, an expert witness in general, especially if you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, and so to have one sprung on you like that. Uh, well, then Vinny did the same thing on his end. He brought in yeah. his wife, his, his fiance, fiance, as an expert witness. And they basically had like a Daubert hearing in person. Daubert hearing is to evaluate the qualifications of an expert witness. You think she was an expert? Based on the questions they asked her, yeah, it sounded like yeah. it. Yeah. 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 For yeah. Sure. I think do she would qualify. You, do yeah. you think that um, oh, she was a mechanic? Her whole family were mechanics? Would she know all of those details like that? I would imagine so. Yeah, right? I think so. Yeah, she knew all the details. And by the way, she won an Oscar for this performance, so she killed it. Oh, she let's crushed just, let's it. Um, All hail Marissa Tomei. She is fantastic in this movie. By the way, do you think the state had a strong case against these two guys? If you think about it, they didn't have the murder weapon. They have this alleged confession, which is really was misinterpreted. They have these three eyewitnesses who say that we're not reliable. Who oh, they, who, we're going to get into that in a yeah, second. That was very good. How they we'll get yeah. into that. Though. Yeah, yeah, three eyewitnesses. Do you think it was a strong case? That everybody said the strong case against them. Strong case against them. Uh. No, I mean don't, the strongest part of the case was the confession. Um, so there's a no, lot. No, I think the strongest part was the three witnesses who said they saw them coming into the store. But then, but then leaving the store. But then he, they're all not credible witnesses after after they're cross examined by yeah. Vinny. I think at the end of the day, when you look at this movie, this was the only case that the character of Vinny could have won. He couldn't have won a complex mass tort litigation. All that he could have won was this simple. Murder case, one victim, two suspects, small town, three eyewitnesses, one expert, easy. Well, you know, you know why they and and the and I think Ralph Ralph Macchio says the reasoning. He's like Vinny when he came to my cousin's birthday party. There was a magician there, <laughs> and he picked out every single trick and told told them how it was done. <laughs> so he's gonna know how to solve this case. And like, let's go to that now. These three witnesses, these three eyewitnesses who say they, they saw the guys either leave the store, come out of the store, and he picks apart the all together. The, my favorite scene is, I think, Mr. Tipton, who says he saw the boys leaving while he's making breakfast. He's making grits. Um, now, what Vinny's able to get him to say is he goes, so you saw the boys coming out. Uh, you saw the boys coming towards the store, but you didn't see them so well going out. He goes, so in other words, it's possible that you see the, my clients coming in, but then two different men coming out because... He's like, no, I was cooking my breakfast and it only took me five minutes. So I saw them clearly. And he says to him, well, wait a second. What would you make that day? Grits. And he says to him, well, you make your grits in five minutes when every well-respected Southerner mate takes 20 minutes to make their grits. By the way, I think he would have needed an expert to come onto foundation for how long grits. It's true. But anyway, yeah. so he catches him in this. Do you think that could actually happen? Do you think that would be, was that a realistic cross-examination of a witness? Yeah, I think so. What do you think? Yeah, he, he impeached the witness's credibility, got him into a trap that he was lying, and I think that's totally fair. I mean, I think it's a little coincidental that he happened to ask the 
that risk question, question like two days before, but this is a movie. So there, there's something called I think MacGuffins in movies. Like every, there's little clues that tell you to the later part of the movies. The grits, honestly, I thought those grits looked good. I wanted the grits. That looked awful. Do you have a grits? Grits are great. What are grits? They're cornmeal. Right. Yeah, I think boiled grains. Would you like butter? No. A lot of butter. I will not. No. Eat the grits. No? Nobody said grits here besides me. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. You'd be the That's person that goes down south. Man. No, you'd be the per- We'd be the people that go down south and be like. Um, I'll take the breakfast with a side of whole wheat toast. I'll take the avocado toast. Can I get toast? the avocado <laughs> toast, please? You guys please? have gluten-free? Uh, <laughs> is, this, is this regular bacon or turkey No flour, bacon? please. Do you guys have acai? Do <laughs> <laughs> you guys have acai balls? Acai? Mm. I see you have coffee. Can I get a mocha frappuccino, please? Cold brew? <laughs> That's the shotgun. Uh, okay, so yeah. first witness. <laughs> what did you say to me? Yeah, what did you say to me? Call me frappuccino. First witness taken care of. Yeah. Second witness is the guy who has know. the trees. Remember that? Oh, the, he, yeah, the, the, the photos. I think that's realistic, too. He shows them all this, these photos. He's like, what's this? That's a bush. Yeah. <laughs> what's this? That's a tree. <laughs> what, do you, what do we call these things? What do we call this? This, this is dirt. <laughs> Keep going. Just scream it out once you know. Bushes. So, his view yeah. from the house was obstructed. I think from like from the perspective of an attorney, like, you have to spell it out for a jury as, in that way because – you lose the jury. I've literally had a juror fall asleep and had like the judge call them back to, and they were disqualified because they fell asleep. Because it's so boring. You have to like keep it simple and really spell it out for for jurors because trials are long. One of the things I like that Vinny did is he always explained his questions in the overall theme of the case. He's like, so is it not possible that two other men, or you saw these men, but your view was obstructed? And he kept explaining it, which I like. I don't see that a lot in trials. Sometimes I'm wondering why witnesses are questioned for a certain way, and I can't figure out how it plays into the overall part of the case. Mm -hmm. He was very good about that. So... Yeah, good job on the set. So two witnesses taken yeah. care of. Then the third witness is the old my woman. little lady. Well, She's the, my favorite. You want to tell this one? You want to explain? Oh, this yeah, one? that was the old lady. Yeah, she oh. she was great. Yeah. So her the the her story is that she claims that she saw them, um, and she has glasses. Um, and so Vinny kind of pokes a hole in that theory by questioning her vision, um, and stands you know a few feet back, and then even further back and even further back and she can't see the number of fingers that he's holding up with his gla- her glasses on. Yeah, he holds two fingers and yeah. she says, says four. Could that really happen? Could the lawyer do that? So, I don't, I'm a little bit confused about that just because like, have you ever seen the show Brain Games? No. no. Okay, so it's just a, it's a fascinating show that shows you how unreliable eyewitness testimony is and little tiny uh, examples of how you, your eyes and your brain, you, you don't see things as they actually happen, whether it's shapes, colors, whatever. Um, and so I know certain things like that are kind of ruled out from kind of showing people, you know, listen, here's horrible ways that your brain is kind of misconstruing what's happening, but how you could basically have done the same thing here. Now, I think in this case, it it works because it's has it's directly related to the witness and, and what she saw. Um, but I was always curious about, like, you know, showing those things and kind of an eyewitness testimony. I mean, a prosecutor could jump in and say, well, you're holding up two fingers is very different than seeing the faces of two men. Yeah, that's fine. Either the the, the prosecutor can, can come back and yeah. question her again um, and bring up that point. 
But I think this that it's actually similar to like the glove and OJ. They're showing like an example. Yep. Yeah. Um, physically, it's yeah. very effective for a jury. I thought that was probably the most effective thing you can do is put the hold those two fingers up. Every all the jury is seeing the same thing. Couldn't have backfired, and she would have been like two fingers. Yeah. Same thing with OJ. If that glove fit, he wouldn't have been acquitted. Yep. It's yeah. a gamble that could have really hurt Vinny, right? Yeah. It's the same kind of gamble. If um, later on in the movie, do you remember? the very end of the movie when he has the sheriff he hands the sheriff a note and he says I want you to look something up for me yeah so at the end of the movie Vinny's theory was that um, the two real killers were driving the same exact car as his clients when in reality they were driving a different car that was painted the same color so he realizes this gives the sheriff a note says to him I want you to look up for any cars that might have been stolen this this Pontiac Tempest Mm mm-hmm and luckily, the sheriff comes and finds that there was, this car was stolen, and in the back seat was the revolver. So, and they arrest these two guys, and these are the real killers. But I mean, again, a gamble that could have not paid off for him. No, no. But it did. Yeah. So, I, I'm wondering at the end of the movie, though, like when everything gets tied together, is that just too convenient? Marissa Tomei comes on. She talks about. How you know it wasn't? It was a different car. She really helps his case. Then all of a sudden, the sheriff comes out, finds the real two killers, and they all the charges are dismissed by the prosecutor. You think the prosecutor would dismiss those charges after hearing all that? Well, so my problem for to back it up a little bit was that in order to for Vinny to know to bring Marissa Tomei to the stand, he must have already figured it out in his head that the the it wasn't that car, like the, the skid marks of the car. We're off, and he's not like a he he he's not like a professional mechanic or anything. He doesn't have that training. So I had like, how'd he figure it out without Marissa Tomei? Earlier on in the case, he said he worked in his at her father's garage. So maybe he did know. He saw yeah. that the tires. Remember, like mm-hmm. that one. It was the thing with the mud. Yeah. The yeah. tires that you see are going in the same direction, but any other kind of car would have like one would stop, one would go. Yeah. And the only car that could do that was the Pontiac. Was or, the Pontiac Tempest? Because oh, yeah. <laughs> she goes. That is not true. <laughs> <laughs> I like when she, he was like, are you qualified to be an I don't think they asked. Like, are you qualified to be an expert? She's like, no. No. <laughs> no. Like, no, I'm not. Can I leave? Yeah. I think yeah. she is the real hero of the film. Without her, he wouldn't have been able he to solve the case. He wouldn't have been able to. He wouldn't have. Well, he would have He would have been able to get the files. Well, it, well it, is she the hero? Because he, I'm sorry, this is <laughs> like, I want her to be the hero. Let's battle it out. I want her to be the hero. But he had to know before he started questioning her that that was, that that, that was the Didn't case. Didn't she like hand him some pictures though, or yeah. something? She was the one who took those pictures. She took yeah. the pictures. Yeah. So I guess taking the pictures, then that wouldn't have happened without that. Well, yeah. the funny yeah. part is there was a part in the movie when you were reading about she wasn't. They were thinking about not even having the Marissa Tomei character. Did you know that? No. They thought not even about having a Mona Lisa Vito character. Her name was Mona Lisa too, by the way. Yeah. Mona Lisa smile. I, I'm. Have you met a Mona Lisa? Uh, no. Have you? No. I have. Next question. Right. <laughs> um, so Mona Lisa Vito, uh, yeah, they thought about not having her in the film. Can you imagine the movie without Marissa no, Tomei? Marissa no, Tomei was, Marissa Tomei yeah. is like... She, yeah. She's the only person in this movie that was nominated for an Academy Award. Yeah. You think she deserved it? Yeah, I don't know who the other nominees were that year. Like Vanessa no. Redgrave and a few other really what amateurs, talented you know people. What I mean? But, you know. <laughs> she, was, she was great. It was yeah, a good time, awesome. you know? She was great. I feel like Joe Pesci was just like himself. Well, he was actually very nice and cool compared to his yeah. 
characters where he was a sociopath. I was going to say, we could probably do like an entire episode of just Joe Pesci movies. Yeah, yeah and how he <laughs> killed everybody in every Goodfellas and Casino. By the way, one of the things that my favorite part is Vinny goes, she goes, didn't, you teach, didn't they teach you that in law school? And she goes, he goes, no, they teach you contracts and legal interpretation. So true. So true. When you graduate law school, do you know anything about practicing law? You don't even know how to file things, which is so important. Like where to go, how many copies you need, what size print it has to be. Things get thrown out if you don't do that the right way. I didn't even know what file meant. <laughs> what about you? No, that was totally true. They teach you like, yeah, how to what's an offer, what's a counteroffer. Uh, that's why they have that scene in the movie that's great, where the guy's threatening to uh, beat up Vinny, and Vinny's like, "Oh, I see you're making a counteroffer. All right, <laughs> <laughs> well, let me counter back. So if I beat you up, and then I get the two hundred dollars, and he's like, okay, do, let me see the two hundred dollars. Yeah, and he's like, you don't have it on you." Street smart. Yeah, very, street street smart. Very, very street smart. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I mean, how accurate was that? You graduate law school. You think, I know what like being a lawyer is. I saw my cousin Vinny. I saw a few good men. I saw suits. Should be it. That should be it. Well, that was when I graduated. I saw all these things. There was what's happening. Uh, billions, I think, also yeah. started. So I was like, okay, you great. You think in law school that you, you're like hype, uh, you're hyped up on, you know, learning all these new things. You think you have a lot to offer, and then you get out there into the real world and you realize you know nothing. Jones, is that no? Is, the, <laughs> is that why what, you think it's one of the l movies that uh, professors show law students? Like you think you know what to do, but you really don't. You have no idea. You need to be prepared. Yeah, I, I, they, I remember my professor showing multiple scenes of my cousin Vinny. One was the contract scene, and what was the other? The other the one. The big scene about I, I in law school, all I watched was Utes. Oh, Utes. We oh, haven't talked the, about Utes. Scenes, yeah. The Utes. The Utes. Yeah, but I mean, the whole movie is a really good learning experience. It is. Good good procedure and evidence, and I think that's what I watched it was in evidence class. Yep, they love it in evidence yeah. class. What do you think was the best scene in the movie? It's so hard, but I think my, Magic Grits. Magic Grits was my favorite part. Because what he says is, he goes, you're telling me that it takes you five minutes to cook your grits when it takes every other person 20 minutes were these magic grits are these same grits and then the jury's like shaking their head like oh no no we don't cook our grits like that i think what about you what was your favorite i i love the marissa tomei and scene where she's just lays it all out there her expertise i just love that she's so unwilling like she doesn't want to be up there and then there's a moment where she just realizes what she knows and that it's basically exculpatory and she just goes all out. Andrew? <laughs> I I the grit the, is like when no, they no, went no. to the diner. The stutter the stuttering lawyer scene gets oh, me. That is great. <laughs> it just it gets me when I I'm sorry when I see him come up there and <laughs> just like <laughs> do, do you remember when he cross examines one of the witnesses and he can't even say the guy's name, he like throws it in. Yeah. He, he's like Mr. T -t 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 and he like throws his hand. He's like, I just give up. He's like, well, you you wear wearing your prescription eyeglasses. You were fifty feet away, but you weren't wearing your prescription eyeglasses. Seems circumstantial. They they read in glasses, and he just stares at me. Uh, <laughs> well, I got I got nothing else. The uh, the youth scene Kelsey mentioned. That's a good Huge. one. You think this Utes. movie holds up? I do. Yeah. Yeah. 
Do you know who was originally cast as uh, as as Vinny Gambini? Robert De Niro. No. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was Robert, one of them. He was one of them. Who were the other ones? Which we, he could have been good. The other ones were Danny DeVito. I would have loved that. He would have been good. And, too. Jo- and John Lovitz. He could have yeah. been good too. He could have been good too. Malt ma- Rat Race. Yeah. Oh, John. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Vincent Gambino. <laughs> Vincent Lynn LaGuardia Gambini. I love John. Oh, Lewis. you know this movie spawned an album. Vincent LaGuardia Gambini sings to you. It was a collection of songs and even had a duet with Marissa Tomei. Marissa Tomei sings on this album? Well, what do you think I listen to in my car? Because <laughs> it's on repeat. Can we please exit this entire show with her song? You never give me anything but love, Vinny. That's the only thing you plenty of, Vinny. Great song. I loved well, it. Classic power, song. Power ballad, Very for sure. Ballad. Karaoke next time. True. Well, that was fun. Kelsey, right? That was fun? That was great. Talking about my cousin Vinny. And the law. Loved it. What should we do next? The, he, he, you know what? If you have a suggestion on what we should do next, tweet at us, direct DM us on Instagram. Yeah, definitely at Facebook at us guy, at Guys Who Law, and maybe we'll choose. You know what you submit. So what's what's what, we will choose one of the ones yeah. that you submit. And so. if you limit the hate mail, that would be great because we don't appreciate it and we both have feelings. So that'd be great. Thank you. Um, all right. Thanks for coming on, Kelsey. Thanks for having yeah. me. You're terrific. Gracias. All right. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye. Thank you.